0: After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. <laughs> are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here, as always, to talk about TV commercials, the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. That's nah, just a double fleck pattern with a reverse garter stitch. My name is oh, Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. I'm talking over top of the audio. It's going to be a heck of a ride today. How you doing, Veeves?
2: I'm good, thank you.
1: Great. Uh, coming up today, we have a whole... Tell me if I say this right. board.
2: You got it right. You even got the D right at the end. Okay,
1: good. Is that what people usually mess up? I was c- concerned about like the shh at the beginning.
2: I think it's board, and I think... Uh, a frequent mispronunciation is borg."
1: Oh, really? I did yeah. not know that.
2: But that's what happens if you uh, get assimilated on Star Trek.
1: Ooh, I was going to say, I want to make a Star Trek show here. If you get assimilated, but also there's a whole bunch of variety. It's borg. smorgasbord. <laughs> it's a borg.
2: <smorgasbord. laughs>
1: uh, coming up today, fruit bowls. We have a note. We have a notepad on our refrigerator. It's like magnetic. It says groceries, but we don't use it for groceries because we have a digital grocery list that you've come around to recently, which I appreciate. Um, And so it just says on there, Fruit Bowl commercial in your handwriting, and it's been up there for a week. So you have some Fruit Bowl commercial that you want to show us.
2: I do. I'm very excited about these Fruit Bowl commercials. They caught me off guard. I saw them in the wild, and I became an instant fan, so much so that I'm... Sometimes thinking about fruit bowls as a like a product I might really kind of they're eye. not usually good. No, I don't. I don't think I'll enjoy them. No, but I'm just really committed to these ads.
1: Um, I also have some commercials I want to play for you, Vives. Um, I'm going to play the audio of the first one to see if you can guess what the product is for. It I'm, is.
2: I'm not, these are th- these. No one can get these now.
1: No. But oh but it's not it's not set up that way. This isn't one of those viral things where it's like a long and they're trying to trick you. This is just something
2: Right, it's like a long scene at a funeral and then it turns out like it's for gum.
1: Yes, exactly. But this isn't trying to be clever. It's just So there's a whole Series of them But I'll just play The the first one for you See if you can guess it Uh, Also there's been Actually quite a bit Of commercials in the news Including how COVID Is affecting the shooting Of commercials I don't know if you heard But somebody passed away After (gasps) they believe Contracting COVID On the set Of a progressive commercial
2: I didn't hear that Yeah
1: so there's a lot of I'm basically just Doing the story now But there's a lot of um,
2: (laughs) There's not a lot more To it Concern
1: in the industry Now about whether or not They should be continuing To do commercial shoots Because the rules for them are different than the rules for shooting other things in LA so oh. that's the story interesting maybe we'll talk about it later but honestly I'd
2: like to know how the rules are different so don't tell me okay well how the rules are
1: different and we'll check in with the ad council I told you a lot, a lot going on today we're gonna check in with the ad council some really really great stuff uh, from the ad council including a jingle and a tribute to a great woman of history that I thought was total bullshit it's not it's actually not bullshit at all. All so right. Talk about that. Uh, okay. Let's start, though, by getting into your fruit bowl commercials.
0: Juicy. 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 Yeah.
1: Juicy. Recognize that music? Juicy. Uh, not really. The song Juicy by... Uh, Notorious B.I.G. samples this song called "Juicy Fruit." Oh, okay. By Ntume.
2: Oh yeah! Now I can hear the yeah. the sample.
1: But it's called "Juicy Fruit," and you're here to talk about fruit. So, uh, tell me about these commercials.
2: Well, I'll just start by talking about the one that really uh, surprised me uh, as I was as I was sitting there watching it. Um, and I, you know, I guess I'm overselling a little bit. It's not like they are you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna lose your mind when you see these, but they're but they're really fun and interesting and they really follow that um pattern that we're seeing from brands like Campbell's soup and um like a lot of a lot of sort of like a lot of like packaged foods that you would just have in, in your home for like a, a family that's busy and has kids and stuff. Uh-huh, the
1: real real life the thing. The real real life, life thing. Up.
2: And this this really goes out of its way to um, you spoke people who if they are if they are not real people, then they are doing an amazing job of seeming like real people. Um, the the commercials are usually talking to two adults who are in a home with children and the adults are talking directly to the camera. They even show them being set up with mics and and headphones and, and having their their living room mic. So it's to give the impression at least that this is just um, you know, these are real people who are being interviewed by. Uh, by dole
1: seems like kind of almost like a a, a mockumentary. Kind yeah, of thing, yeah. Or,
2: or yeah, or a documentary mm-hmm. As in this case I don't, I, I don't know again if they're real people or if it's all really a, a vast construction um, But we start with two women. They're sort of middle-aged um, very normal-looking women not not what I would say like aspir. They're not like cast to be aspirational looking. They just look like any normal person um, and they're talking about um, how they how they use the term fruit bowl Uh, During this time of quarantine, and it'll become very quickly clear that they are a couple and they're raising Mm -hmm. their children together. Yeah,
1: I got to say this commercial commercial doesn't
2: make a big deal of.
1: No, the commercial really confused me at first. The first time I saw it, I didn't get it, and I hit play again right away, and then I got it and I loved it. So um, I guess we'll just play it through. Although I think it's going to seem kind of uh, even more confusing to the listening audience who doesn't have any visuals to go around to go along with it but yeah they're talking about how it's stressful during quarantine the kids are um you know a handful and at one point they just cut away to kids screaming yeah it it doesn't matter what they're doing they're just screaming they're just being loud right and then we go back to the parents
2: we needed a way to talk about our kids without them knowing we call them fruit bowls Was it your idea to have fruit bowls or was it mine?
1: So at the end, the kids are sitting on the couch with the parents and they're eating fruit bowls and they're not really paying attention. Quietly
2: eating their fruit bowls.
1: So I didn't get the joke the first time. I had to watch it again and I realized, oh, they said that they're replacing the word kids with the word fruit bowls so they can say, was it your idea to have kids or was it mine? Right. Right, yeah. Which by the time I got that joke, I loved it. But I felt like, did you get it the very first time you saw this? Yeah. Well, you're smarter than me
2: yeah I mean, I think they explained it in a nice way. These are very quick I don't are they either, yeah they're they're very fifteen seconds very
1: quick um and then now was that the one that you saw live on t v yeah,
2: that just really struck me as funny and I think too like to have uh two uh two women who are parenting together um to be a lesbian couple with no fanfare about it, no like you know serious looks to the camera or like mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of advertising has gotten better about that, about not making it a special pleading kind of thing when you have a a, a gay couple or, or a gay person promoting the product. But I just felt like this was done in a really natural and... Uh, and generous way
1: they are actors though oh they are yeah actors. I'm looking up like one of the uh, we were playing that from the website Ispot, and one of the actors is listed as Robin Hopkins who I see has done some TV roles and pro- my guess is probably a lot of commercial stuff as well
2: yeah probably well good job Robin Hopkins yeah you it's, good, me. it's good me good casting yeah. yeah absolutely so this next one I mean all of these follow the same uh, basic premise which is that the two adults in the in the household are using the term fruit bowls to um, to hide to say something that they don't feel comfortable saying around the kids or for, for kids' ears. Um, so this, you have a, an older African-American couple, a uh, man and a woman, they are grandparents and uh, they have their kids in, their, in the house with them now because of
0: COVID. With the grandkids back home, finding alone time is a challenge. That's why we have a secret love language. You in the mood for fruit bowls? I would
1: Can love some. Can I have some, some fruit bowls, too? We're all eating a lot of fruit bowls, just not having a
2: lot
0: of fruit bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I good. love it's these horny old acting. people. Yeah, yeah.
2: I love this horny old couple. They are just so, they're so, uh, they're, they're kindness and they're like, they're sort of way with each other. Uh, and I guess I should have known that these are obviously actors because the the scene where he he says do you feel like having some fruit bowls tonight mm-hmm. like I think a, a normal a real person a non actor person if you will would have a hard time delivering that as yeah. authentically as yeah. he does yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I think that's the
1: brilliance of the acting in this is that it does seem so naturalistic yeah, yeah.
2: Um, it was less obvious with the the two mothers mm-hmm. um, and then finally for the third entry in this campaign um, we have a young a young couple uh, a man and a woman they're Asian. And they are talking about um, another thing that having kids makes it hard to say in the house. Times are stressful, but we're trying not to swear in front of the kids. <sighs> so we use fruit bowl
1: instead. <clears throat> fruit bowl! Ah, guys,
2: what's a fruit bowl?
0: We eat a lot of fruit bowling fruit bowls. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and the kids in this one are just being the worst like they're making huge messes
0: I
1: don't stand for that
2: yeah it would be very bad
1: can you imagine me with a kid making a mess in the house this is why I can't have kids that
2: is one of the reasons yeah Yeah
1: that's why we can't have nice things like kids <laughs> have you seen all of those in the this wild is why we by can't the way have
2: nice kids. or did you
1: just see the kid code one the first one and then you looked up the rest
2: i've seen kid code and i've seen love language
1: interesting I, I don't know why i'm drilling down on this but out of curiosity do you remember kind of where you're seeing these is it digital stuff
2: my dude i watch a <laughs> lot of media
1: i'm just curious because it is very like uh very parent focused and so i wasn't it sure it is
2: what have i been watching a lot of lately I was watching a lot of AMC over the weekend. Hmm. But that just was giving me a lot of... I kept seeing a lot of things uh, there for men with low T. So I don't Hmm. know why a lot of men were watching...
1: Was it like superhero related? It must related? have been some was sort
2: it? of like... Yeah, I think it was like some hyper-masculine... Mm. I think maybe it was like Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. Oh, yeah. That's and it like right that'll there. make anybody feel like... I felt like I had low T. <laughs> well, you
1: do. <laughs> um, all right. Those really are charming. I had not seen any of them in the wild until you sent them to me today, and I really did love them. Um, now, I want to... Unless you want anything else on that? I don't want to rush through it.
2: No, I just think that... I, I hope they make more of these and, um, you know they don't really drill down on the fruit bowl itself that you kind of catch the mm-hmm. fruit bowls sort of glimpsed in the in the mise-en-scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would, you know, I'd give a fruit bowl a try. I'm sure it's all sugar.
1: I had an idea to take those fruit bowl commercials and turn them into a whole, like, quiz segment for you. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what the idea was in a second. It totally fell apart. But in my searching for things that I thought I could quiz you on, I came across these commercials and like i said i want to play this first one for you um have you cover up your screen so you can't see it and i'm going to have you guess what uh, the commercial is for but first i'll of course play the theme music
0: oh, I bet you
1: You ready?
2: That is not a nice sound. No,
1: it's not. By the way, when you're looking for theme music for any kind of segment on the show, you can always find children's music, and I avoid it most of the time. But in that, in that case, <laughs> I thought it was a nice little stinger. Okay, take a listen to this commercial. I will not tell you what it's for. I put a little bell next to you. Ring it when you know what it's for.
0: I've been deployed to Iraq for a year I haven't seen my son in 15 months A year ago today we were being bombed And I'm still here today to have this experience There's nothing more special than that We set up a special surprise This family will never forget uh-huh. <laughs> Welcome home, Dad. Bowling brings people together Have fun, make memories, well. Go bowling
2: I guess I got it when they said bowling. Exactly.
1: So, I here was my idea for a quiz for you. I was gonna do a quiz called like Bowl 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 or bowling. And uh, I was going to try to play little clips of commercials, and you had to guess whether it was like a fruit bowl, a teriyaki bowl, a Mexi bowl, Uh or a bowling commercial, right? I like it, yeah. And it was impossible because it was all so obvious. Right. It it was just impossible. I mean, food bowl commercials are the most boring. Whether it's a quinoa bowl or a Mexi bowl. It's as boring as a quinoa bowl. (laughs) Right, exactly. So that crashed and burned. But in my search for – I thought I'd come across like – bowling alley commercials. But instead, there is an entire national campaign that is currently airing right. for a website. Like a Got Bowling commercial yes. or campaign. Yes, well, GoBowling.com. That's what it's for, a website that sends you, you go to the website and... It tell you type in your address and it'll tell you what bowling alleys are around you and it lets you know that because of COVID, like, you know, you might want to check out the hours and but they wanna assure you that all the bowling alleys are taking steps to make sure that it's a very safe, family friendly place. The Bowling
2: um, Bowling Association of America or whatever you're called, I guarantee you cannot speak for every person who is operating a bowling alley.
1: I love bowling alleys. I know you do. And I would love to go to one again yep. someday. But even in the best of times, I acknowledge that bowling alleys are the germiest places on earth. They yeah, just are by the very nature. It's kind of nature. a
2: strange uh, overlap for you.
1: You're wearing other people's shoes in a lot of cases. Uh, if you're using their balls, you're sticking your fingers uh-huh. into these holes that have just like had, had thousands of fingers in them.
2: Primarily eaten by right. hand.
1: So I wash my hands a lot when I'm in a bowling alley, etc. But like, it also like, on the occasion that you and I will frequent some place, if we want to eat something, we'll, we'll eat uh, outside at a restaurant maybe or some place that has a lot of airflow. And I just can't think of a place that has like worse airflow than a no. bowling. And again, I'm not trying to malign them. They're going away at a rapid yeah, clip. I worry about their future. they're not
2: windowed places.
1: They are not. For the most part. They are just terrible, recycled air that you, you can still probably breathe in like somebody's cigarette smoke from 1989 in these places. Yeah. And they but okay, but now we're getting away from the commercial campaign, which, again, I want to reiterate, is still rolling. And one of them actually, even if you will, (laughs) if you will. Um, But they have this whole series of surprise reunion commercials that are somehow tied to bowling that they're just not.
2: Yeah, I was I was thinking, like, is this going to be like USAA because it was like the military guy coming home theme or like. I, yeah, I, I thought maybe beer. I mean beer seems to like to do that I'm gonna I play thought this again,
1: and you tell me what you think is going on the best I, I'm gonna try to describe it here and it seems like and I'm gonna play three of these including this same one that you already just heard They have a small bowling alley that doesn't even look like a traditional bowling alley It looks like a slightly more modern one with like a, a bar behind it, but And so the the person who is being surprised is just chilling at the bowling alley doing their bowling thing. In Mm -hmm. this case, the son just likes bowling. That's never explained. He's just at the bowling alley. Behind the scenes, they have a dad, the dad, the returning veteran, with his, like, with headphones on. And he's watching his son bowl on a monitor like behind the scenes somewhere, behind a curtain at this weird bowling alley, while you hear this voiceover of... I feel like I'm going to go back to the menu tar situation here. I can't describe this (laughs) commercial because it doesn't make any damn sense. So... The dad, who is also maybe a menu tar, right. is
2: behind a curtain somewhere at this bowling it's alley. Some sort of reality show prank Yeah, situation. watching
1: his son bowl on a monitor. Uh-huh. And then suddenly he comes out into the bowling alley for some reason and says, hey, I'm home. So it's sort of I'm like, home from war. Maybe
2: it's that they're like, you know how often, not often, but we have seen the trope of a kid is getting to throw out a pitch at a baseball game, and then his soldier dad surprises mm-hmm. him on the field, and we all have, you know, feelings and everything. Yeah. Maybe bowling is like, fuck you, baseball. We can do that, too. May- may-
1: maybe. maybe. And
2: by the way, if bowling would, like, just go for the gusto and make their slogan, fuck you, baseball.
1: <laughs> like, honestly,
2: I'm halfway. I'm there already.
1: Bowl you, baseball. Fruit bowl you, baseball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and again, I, like seeing this makes me want to watch bowling on TV. Also, in doing my quote-unquote research today, I came across that. Um progressive ad where you see Flo watching TV and she's crying and then you realize she's just watching a bowling match and she's crying because somebody got a spare instead of a strike. And I was like, oh, like I used to watch so much bowling on TV when I was a kid because my mom was a bowler. It was just on a lot. And there's something so comforting about the sound of a bowling tournament. Like I would love to have more bowling on in our house. So maybe these commercials are working. Yeah. But um, again, now I'm going to play this again. Genevieve, if you have the opportunity to watch it, though, listeners, sorry, you're still on the outside here.
0: I've been deployed to Iraq for a year. I haven't seen my son in 15 months. A year ago today, we were being bombed, and I'm still here today to have this experience. There's nothing more special than that. We set up a special surprise this family will never forget. Uh (laughs) Welcome home, Mm man. Bowling brings people together. Have fun. Make memories. Go bowling!
1: (laughs) <laughs> then the family's just all bowling together at the end But again the bowling alley is like some sort of a weird Modern like almost deconstructed bowling alley Because like a, lo- a lot of the yeah. mechanisms are exposed it, it
2: looks like um Like some sort of uh You know it had an industrial Purpose before yeah. it was Converted into a bowling alley I like what they say that bowling brings people together Like well no this Commercials brought people together brought people together
1: and okay so that's one you might say okay that they have a whole bunch of commercials not all of them are reunion commercials but three of them are and here's another one like it's just so confusing genevieve
0: it's been a year and a half since i've seen trisha but it feels like 20 years because we've been so close i just can't wait to see her i just don't know how to explain it we set up a special surprise this family will never forget <laughs> Bowling brings people together. I don't even
1: know what the relationship between these women They never is. explain it. Are they mother-daughter? Are they friends? I like, think
2: they're friends. First of all, they're
1: similar she, in age, right? One of
2: them is a dead ringer. The one who's the narrator is a dead ringer for Carol Baskin.
1: Do oh, you think so?
2: Yeah, the blonde.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. Sure. Okay, yeah. And, and we while she's talking about missing this other woman in her life, who it looks like there is maybe an age difference. Could she be her mom? Maybe not. Well, we see photos she... of them together on the beach from back in the day.
2: And how did they talk? What was the scenario? So that so you have to have some people going bowling, and you have to have them there on the day yeah. that they're going to be secretly filmed.
1: So At this weird-ass bowling at alley. At this weird-ass
2: bowling alley did they send them like you've won a free bowling day and it is can only be July 27th
1: i wonder because in the uh, in the other these are again kind of shot documentary style or or like you said reality tv style and when you see the young man the son of the soldier walking into the bowling alley in the last ad he does have his phone out like he's taping the experience so he must feel like he's going in for something that and he wants to document and
2: it's obvious that he's being shot by cameras that he would be able to see
1: right so he knows something is going on this is
2: all complete, it's such a mess it's a complete mess and it is and like the idea that anyone's being really surprised here is like get in line behind the chevy people because right. i'm equally du- i'm equally dubious
1: Okay, but at least the sales pitch makes sense there. At least, like the concept, as much as I, do, I hate those Chevy commercials, which actually I've not seen. They've really backed off those.
2: Well, maybe you can't more. have them in COVID times. No,
1: oh, there are a lot of people in one room. A lot of people yeah, in one tiny <laughs> maybe, Chevy. Maybe that's a problem. Anyway, let's show one more of these weird-ass reunion bowling commercial? I'm
0: here to surprise my grandchildren. We live on the East Coast. They live out here in California. When I'm away from them, the holiday makes it very difficult, so I strive to be with them as much as I can. We set up a special surprise this family will never forget. Yeah. Bowling brings people together. Have fun. Make memories. Go, Go Bowling! bowling. And then the Gold Bowling dot com
1: logo comes rolling into the screen, it's and it's so not funny. Very, it's
2: not very profesh.
1: <sighs> I don't know, man. That
2: is hilarious. What so? It's interesting that he specifically calls out them being in California. Mm-hmm. Do you get the sense this is a national campaign?
1: Uh, you know, well, now when I was looking at them before. You know, um, the website will sometimes show what uh, shows it aired on and what channel. It, well, OK, this one recently aired on PBA bowling on Fox Sports. So it's it feels definitely like a preaching to campaign. the choir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a really good. You should put it on during... Um, Oh, yeah. They're on these, during baseball. These, back to your thing, these all aired, yeah, during bowling tournaments. Um, but recently, uh, the one that I saw before that didn't necessarily have a reunion involved, so I don't have a link to it here, it literally ran today. And it was just kind of like, go bowling, it's safe now.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and they kind of implied that it's <laughs> <they> safe now. They <laughs> implied
2: that it's safe. No one's, look, no one said it was safe, okay?
1: Okay, so here I am on the go bowling.com website. You can find a center near you by typing I kind in of like your their design. Code. Yeah,
2: it's actually not too
1: bad it's, there. Their,
2: their logo is terrible, but the website design is good.
1: And then it says in order, so the big banner kind of across the to in order to create a safe and fun experience for all customers and employees, bowling centers around the country are beginning to reopen or preparing to do so in compliance with all the local guidelines. Um, It's an interesting sentence there. In order to create a safe and fun experience, they're reopening. Those two things don't really make sense there. Uh, Please contact your local bowling center to find out. Also, bowling center. They're abandoning the idea of bowling alleys, apparently. You go to bowling centers now.
2: I can see how you would try to rebrand away from Allie, but mm-hmm. forget it, bowling.
1: Yeah, uh, what I should have done before the show was to see if I could figure they out. They should try to reclaim paying. Allie.
2: That's what they should do.
1: Who do you think is paying? You're right. It's like a bowling association, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I should have looked that up before. Like, where is this money actually? Big bowling. Coming? Big bowling. Um, all right. Well, now I'm just scrolling through a website <laughs> while trying to <laughs> do a podcast, so we'll forget radio. about that. But. Bonkers, right? I know that sometimes I, I get a little bit worked up about things, but that seems bonkers to me. I stand by it.
0: Commercials in the news. All
1: right. I saw an article in the Atlantic. Do we call it Atlantic Magazine? Probably not. I think. I think oh,
2: this is the Atlantic. Just
1: the Atlantic. I saw the headline. It just came out this week. I saw the headline and I was very excited about it at first. And then I read it because I got excited because it's in our wheelhouse. But then I read it and it's total bullshit, and it, it made me mad. Um, and this has
2: the feel of a digital-only content for them.
1: Uh, I kind of hope so. I actually retweeted this um, so that w- with some derogatory remarks, sort of. Um, And I know that the writer, if he checks his mentions, will see it because the the original tweet from The Atlantic uh, included his handle. But um, the headline is, when TV commercials ruled American culture, the pandemic has accelerated the death of a once crucial medium, the TV ad. And the article, I guess it was written by a writer named Mac Schwerin. Are you Schwerin? (laughs) I'm just saying, fruit bowl. <laughs> We're just saying, fruit bowl. Um,
2: His name is Mac Fruit Bowl.
1: Mac, no, uh, Mac Schwerin, and it was written on August 24th, um, which was not this week. So I'm already lying to everybody when I said it was written this week. And uh, you know, it, it's a, a, a nostalgic look back at when a commercial. Rolled onto the scene and then really captured the American imagination. It starts with a, a description of the the first Yokiro Taco Bell Chihuahua commercial and how everybody was saying it and everybody was captivated by it. And it, it just goes on to list a whole bunch of other commercials like that, like the I'm a Mac commercial. or things the that became was up com- Yeah, things that became iconic. And then doesn't ever really explain the argument that they're dying now. Just kind of saying it... it the thesis is now we're not all watching the same stuff anymore and ads are very it's the stuff you've heard before ads are very targeted now we're watching there's less of a communal experience which is true to a degree but people are still like blanketing the various they're not airwaves anymore but the various outlets whether it's on demand or otherwise with commercials that we all see like now i know that it's 2020 now and this came out in 2017 which is three years but like dilly dilly was a thing like people were saying dilly dilly I heard it on sports radio like not in an advertising yeah sure it
2: it became well understood as a as a commercial catchphrase yeah
1: and okay that was a few years ago but I also don't think we've ever lived through an era where every single year we had one commercial catchphrase that like you know where's the we didn't have a yearly where's the beef situation <laughs> What's terrible. this
2: year's way to leave? Yeah, I think I think you are more right than Mac Fruit Bowl here mm-hmm. um, because I I think this is a little bit of sort of a you know the 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 rush to declare the end of commercials as a medium has been happening for ever since the invention of TiVo. You know, yeah I mean before that I'll, I'll and,
1: bet you I'll bet you in the in the 80s with um VCR
2: sure yeah I mean there's always there's always someone who's who's telling you that commercials are dead and lo and behold capitalism is still ascendant and people find new ways to make commercials they just look and sound different or we we, we you know are they delivered to us in a different way or mm-hmm. whatever so yeah like I think the idea that it's That it's the commercial is dead is pretty overblown. I think the idea that we are so uh, That we're so fragmented that that it's hard to create something that that is a universal commercial experience Is an is an interesting one to interrogate though. I would say everyone knows who flow is Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are how much media you consume what kind of media you consume Because almost everybody needs insurance or is a potential insurance customer because of the requirements to have car insurance. Um, it's very, very hard to escape commer- like insurance mm-hmm. commercials. Um, so I think that's one where I don't know if there's like an iconic line from for, from progressive. But there's an iconic character from Progressive, Mm -hmm. and that's just like off the top of my head. Yeah, and
1: then the article also... What about
2: Mayhem? I mean, I've been seeing how many many Time covers, you know, fake magazine covers have you seen where like, you know, the Mayhem character is like the Avatar of 2020 because... You know It's been Gestures at right? everything
1: Yeah And and it, all, Then the article Just kind of spirals into And they're really Just annoying people These days Which like Yes people oh, all, I Spare mean, me. it just it, It's one of those And I'm sorry to go After this guy directly I, I don't I tried to He's never written Anything else for the Atlantic I And he the never line. will um, And maybe he's You know he, he writes other good things In other publications <laughs> I'm not trying to make it personal But like the article itself Is just like so As somebody who gets attracted To headlines that involve commercials And then it's just another like somewhat amorphous argument that uh commercials are dead and people don't like them anymore it's just yeah. like what the when did people love commercials that's why you i mean my whole point and this is what i tweeted is like that's why I think commercials are so interesting because they're constantly evolving mm-hmm. to it's match the times and the the technologies that come along with the times which always forces them to become more and more creative I or agree. find new creative ways of catching the popular imagination and and while you could write something about you know like you said generally speaking about us having fewer communal experiences because you don't have three networks and a couple of UHF but, stations but like that also speaks to the content we're watching but then you also do have breakthroughs like Game of Thrones sure. you know which
2: tellingly had no commercials but yeah. showed up in commercials all over right. the place
1: right like and had a huge impact on the culture at large
2: Yeah exactly but I, I think that's true like you people can make the same argument that there are almost uh, that we have radically fewer um communal TV watching experiences.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway I just kind of thought this kind of, this just sort of bummed me out cuz it just seems so like lazy and a recycling of the same uh, well, you should suggest sw- a rebuttal. Uh, well, I did. I like I said, I tweeted. Uh, the Atlantic <laughs> will see it. Uh, Max Schwerin will see it. Uh, it says Max Schwerin is a copywriter and freelance journalist based in New York City. So, you know, probably got a, a freelance gig and got in the Atlantic, which is cool. But uh, today in the New- in the New York Times, um, I saw a great uh, article called. Uh, the headline was "In Hard Times, a Barrage of Ads Promises Peace of Mind." Now, this was a whole trend piece that was talking about how it. Given the challenges that we're facing right now as a country amidst a pandemic Commercials and products are finding interesting ways oh, to calm, sell the calm app of, is everywhere. The calm app there They mentioned in here a Paul Giamatti 15-second commercial where it says uh, We've learned a lot over this country's history that we go through really hard things One of the things we learned is that beer helps <laughs> Have a course light or whatever it is. Anyway I don't want to go too much into that article because I actually think that it could be the base of a, basis of a show for us maybe next week or something to look at that but like that's a more interesting look at what's actually going on in the commercial space right now. Can I
2: just say let's say that will be next week's show because I want to talk about moon pals like nobody's business. Ooh,
1: I don't know about that.
2: I won't even let let's <laughs> okay. just let that sit.
1: Don't don't be an Andrew and give away the whole story when you're just promoting it yeah. which is what I did for this next story which is <laughs> I'll just uh, give you the a couple of the um bullet points here. Ooh, did you
2: print that on our new
1: printer? <laughs> I did and it's already out of ink look how it's messed up Uh, but this is from the LA Times headline crew death renews concern over film set safety amid COVID-19 the person who passed away sadly uh, his name is John Nolan he was 51 years old an assistant director uh working on a um I think it was a oh I'm sorry I said progressive before it was a state farm commercial you know we don't know what it is the production company was tool of North America and um they were filming this in Texas, and it says Texas guidelines require temperature testing uh, if you're going to be working on a crew of anything like this. In L.A. County, I assume that Texas and L.A. might be two big places where they shoot commercials, uh, the guidelines uh, do not include uh, sh- you know filming these Short films or commercials Like there are basically no guidelines Like there wow. are guidelines for uh, I guess TV shows and films but Why not- would you
2: exclude commercials there's no material Difference in the working conditions
1: Because commercials are dying and nobody cares about them Anymore and they just annoy people um, So anyway it says commercials Which tend to have smaller crews and shorter shoots Than television and film so maybe that's it I right mean there.
2: yes but y- You know it's, it's not as if you're just, you know, doing it on a, in a drive by either like it's it is still a day of work.
1: Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, it's a sad story. Uh, the article says that it's it has created a lot of tumult in the industry right now as people are starting to consider maybe not. Going into work on commercials anymore, which is, I mean, it again talking about how commercials always have to adapt to challenges. We saw some, you know, the first commercials of the pandemic were people, CEOs, filming themselves on smartphones, and even like, I think even janking them up a bit on purpose (laughs) to like have this like Uh, really, really intimate experience.
2: I mean, take it from me. You don't have to work to make a homemade video (laughs) look janky. No,
1: that is true. Uh, But they really leaned into that. Like, we have no crews here. It's just us talking to cell phones and then submitting our, uh, you know, videos from our phones to some editor who's alone and going to patch them all together.
2: Sorry if you said this, but did they confirm that this crew death was for sure contracted on a shoot?
1: Well, that's what's interesting, too, is it says that um, you can't. You can't rule out, I guess, that you can't get it anywhere else. Because I don't think they've traced any other infections back to it. But it seems like people are just assuming that that's the case. Yeah. Um, We're
2: very bad at contact tracing in this country. mm -hmm.
1: It says that uh, here. Sorry, I'm stumbling around here a little bit. um, Although it's not known where or when Nolan contracted the disease, he developed symptoms of the virus after he worked on a commercial production in Austin in mid-July. And then uh, tested positive, uh, July 29th, and passed away by August. 5th. Oh, I'm sorry. He was uh, in intensive care by August 5th. Ugh, so, so awful. Yeah, it's really sad.
0: Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Well,
1: Beavs. Sometimes me being a big cynic doesn't pay off because just once in a while while. um listener eileen posted a long form a four minute commercial for mercedes-benz to our facebook page with the comment wow just wow and it really is an impressive commercial um you see a woman um on some sort of a uh, the, the year is eighteen oh, let's say i don't know it's like the the late eighteen hundreds and uh, we see a woman on a motorized vehicle, which is obviously very rare back then uh it's got two wheels in the back, one wheel in the front, and she's on it with a couple of um teenage boys and she's riding it through a town and everybody in this town starts freaking out in one way or another. Some women working out in the field uh, get down to their knees because they think they're seeing something from another world. Um, Here, actually, there's some text on the screen that's going to help me here. 1888, Bertha Benz goes on the first long-distance journey in an automobile, is what it says. So that's a very
2: pre-modern Europe feel where she's riding through. A witch is coming! A witch!
1: Now, uh, as she gets closer and closer to the town, um, people are giving her the hairy eyeball, and then her machine breaks down. She jumps down. The mechanism is steaming all over. Some rude guy kind of spits in her general direction. Everybody in the town is staring at her. She and one of the boys start pushing the broken vehicle off the road then she eventually walks into a bar and she's being mistreated by the locals now
2: they're very suspicious Hello. of her magical technology
1: but she's looking for somebody in particular here she's in a bar now
2: is the pharmacist in here <coughs>
1: Obviously, they all speak German, so they have no idea what she's saying. (laughs) Oh, wait. No, it's okay. I'm looking for 10 liters of Ligroin.
0: You won't get those stains out of that dress. Better buy a new one.
1: It's not for my dress. It's for my carriage.
0: Are you trying to poison your horses?
1: Do you have 10 liters or not? Okay, so she gets her legroin or whatever it is, and she pours it into a tank in the back of this thing. She takes her garter off of her leg, ties it around some doohickey.
2: Creates creates a funnel to funnel it in.
1: Now she's trying to start it again with the help of her son, who's spinning a giant wheel. Starts up with a lot of smoke and sparks, and there she goes on her way again. And then on the screen it says, she believed in more than a car. She believed in herself. Then there's some uh, postscript here that says, it took Bertha 12 hours to complete the 106-kilometer journey to her parents' house. The pharmacy where she bought LeGrois is considered the first gas station (laughs) in history. She introduced her husband's invention to the world and changed our lives forever. Bertha Benz, eighteen forty nine to nineteen forty four. Now listen, I this came and out and so
2: became and so began the era of fossil fuels. <laughs> right. Thank you, Bertha. Exactly.
1: This is one of those um, things that I saw. This came out uh, last year. I think it just hit um, Eileen's radar recently, and I had never seen it before. Um, But especially last year, kind of pre-pandemic, it just, I felt like marketers were, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing, really bending over backwards to just, Kind of sometimes wedge the idea of women empowerment yeah. into their commercials. And in some modern cases, it works really well. But we also saw things that seemed very much like a sort of whitewashing, for lack of a better word, or a reinterpretation of history. I, I thought, like, if this was true, if this story was true, this would be all over the place.
2: Oh, but it actually turns out women have been mostly erased from things that they yes.
1: actually really did. No, it turns out this isn't, this is all over the place. It's in her Wikipedia page, it's in uh, history.com. Yeah, but why- why don't we know it? I mean, are you being serious? I am being serious. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I mean, if you if you type in Bertha Benz though, you get a million results yes, of infom- this exact story. The
2: information is out there, but there yeah. there are different kinds of erasure. I'm shocked that the actress that they uh, cast to play Bertha Benz was such a hottie, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm sure they like really clean that up for history. No, real birth events. is a super hottie.
1: I now have the History.com article up here, and this was written back in 2013. It wasn't a direct, uh, you know, it's not related to this commercial at all. Uh, And it turns out that she was a huge help in helping uh, Carl Benz create the automobile. First of all, she bailed him out financially with her uh, family's money twice when he got into trouble trying to start this company. And then... (laughs) It says here, reading directly, Carl may have been a supremely talented engineer, but he was a terrible marketer. It goes on to say that he tried to do a test drive one time and he crashed into a wall, making everybody even more afraid of his vehicle. He was
2: the Elon Musk of his time.
1: Yes. He took a a ball bearing and threw it (laughs) directly (laughs) at the window and it broke. Um, And so it says again this is from history.com frustrated by her husband's apparent unwillingness to act on his own bertha took matters into her own hands in august of 1888 uh, apparently that that date is somewhat fuzzy bertha packed up one of her husband's cars the recently completed patent motor wagon number three and she and her two teenage sons in tow set out to visit her mother i'm avoiding the name of the town you speak german uh, Pforzheim. Pforzheim. Uh She didn't tell Carl beforehand, but instead left him a letter informing him of her plans. And she drove the 102 kilometers or whatever it was. Um, it says 65 miles here. Took her uh, less than 12 hours, uh, which was a big deal back then, and then drove back another route so that she could show off the machine. And this article also goes into specifically when she broke down in a town and had to use her garter and, and this legroine to get it going again.
2: That's wild. What is LeGroin? Does anyone know? I mean, um, someone
1: knows. Do we know? Yes, we know. It is in here. LeGroin, a petroleum solvent used to run Carl Benz's cars. Now, one thing that I learned from my other podcast, Spotless, is that often, um, Back in the day, there was all kinds of petroleum cleaning products, which is why in the commercial they say, you're going to have to throw that dress away. Don't worry about Legroin. There were all these things like the petroleum makers were marketing them towards quote-unquote housewives. yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of wacky old ads and like yellowed old newspapers for that type of stuff. We
2: don't think, I mean, it's kind of the same problem that electric cars are dealing with now, which was, how do you create a product that has to be refueled in some way if there's no infrastructure to refuel? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure, I, mean, I guess it was lucky that, that, look, maybe they built it so that, like, some, you know, modern, and, and everyday salt, petroleum-based product could function in a pinch as fuel. Because
1: mm-hmm. it, it creates the spark. Or I not guess, the spark, I guess, but it, it creates the combustion.
2: Yeah, but you can't just pour, like... You know any old petroleum-based product into a gas tank today? Like I mean, so it's interesting. Oh no, you can't.
1: You you shouldn't. Don't start the car.
2: <laughs> um, so it's interesting that like that those early automobiles could somehow function with a sort of a generic petroleum product. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to think about like when they were building it. Were they building it with that in mind that like you might need to refuel it in a hmm. in a place that doesn't have a quote-unquote gas station.
1: It says here um, that uh, when she ran low on fuel, she sought out a local pharmacy that sold LeGroin, the petroleum solvent used to run Carl Benz's cars.
2: So it was built to do to run on like something it. like that. Yeah. And it says
1: she made an emergency repair to the car's ignition with her garter. When the fuel line became clogged part of the way through their journey, she was able to clear it using nothing more than her hairpin. That wasn't even in the commercial. Cars were
2: simpler back then. Well, that they should yeah. make a second. Uh, I, I'd watch a whole movie about this lady.
1: Bertha, yes, yes.
2: Why don't they make a movie about her?
1: Good, well, because people can go to movies, but um, no, <laughs> uh, no. that's a that's a really good point. It says, Bertha is even credited with devising the world's first pair of brake pads. When the car's worn down wooden brakes began to fail, she asked a local shoemaker to install leather soles instead. I love it. Really cool. This
2: lady's cool.
1: Eileen, thank you for posting. Yeah, a we all learned really something. Really great commercial. Um, also, this is just fun. Corinne uh, says, remember when Edge used science to prove that their gel was better than ordinary shaving foam. No, I did not remember this at all, Corinne. This is, uh, I think, before my time. But Edge is a brand of, again, shaving gel, which I didn't realize really was a thing I didn't start using until later in life. I guess I remember seeing commercials growing up.
2: As a a shaver of legs, um, I remember when the switch when they when they switch to a gel based mm-hmm. uh like lubricant
1: instead of the f- just foam that we're used to, yeah,
2: um, they they created this gel that like comes out as a gel, but then kind of foams up, but yeah. very thick foam. Yeah,
1: I use it now because I don't shave much because I have a beard, but I do when we did publicity for like harry's razors on tbtl like literally in 2015 (laughs) i got a free bottle of it and it smells great but i'm still (laughs) using it because i only use a tiny bit at the very edge of my neck and and the tops of my cheeks and it's exactly that it's a foam or you know it's a gel and so here's an old commercial we see i'm gonna say this is probably the 60s would you agree with that based on what you see here 60s early 70s early 70s maybe now I don't know who Fred Carger is. I should have looked this up. I wonder if that's somebody who is um, actually famous, and I should know who it is. Fred Carger
2: is a an American political consultant, gay rights activist, and watchdog, and former actor. But I'm I'm guessing that I'm guessing in this context he was the actor first.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's 70 years old. So, yeah, yeah this would have been him back then. So, um, I assume that he is the guy who's doing the talking here, the spokesperson. He's holding one of those old school, like, metal uh, microphones. I think I even have one in my drawer. You can, like, hammer a nail in with them. <laughs> um, and he walks up to some. 60s looking guy who's sitting in a chair wearing a white V-neck t-shirt who's also holding a microphone. No boom mics back then. It's just so awkward and weird looking. And he's uh, talking about how good of a shave you can get with his With an ordinary
0: credit card, we're going to prove that Edge lets you shave closer than the leading foam. First, listen to an unshaven face.
1: So that's the sound of him taking a credit card and scratching it across the face of this guy who's just patiently sitting there.
0: Now we'll shave the left side with foam, the right with edge. Edge lubricates as it lathers so we can press harder to shave closer than foam. Now listen to the foam side. Then listen to the edge side. Foam, edge. Edge lets you shave closer than the leading foam. Wow, you know, what wonder, a huge difference I wonder
1: if Fred Carger, he's the younger man there I'll bet you he's the man sitting down I'll bet you he's not the spokesperson
2: It looks like him It looks more like him doing the talking
1: You think so? Okay, well I probably should have done more research before playing that But that's a fun little commercial and, But it's uh,
2: so terrible Like, listen, to It's like there's no before and after I mean they sound basically the same Well
1: one is buried a little bit deeper in the mix Yeah, exactly <laughs> Um, and just one more uh, commercial I want to play for you here. This is from uh, Eddie in Houston who says uh, John Stamos is being totes adorbs in this new commercial. We've seen this uh, in the wild because many times this was on I walked through the room the other day and this was on and I thought it was who did I think John Stamos was? Oh my oh, god. I thought it was the guy from Nip Tuck.
2: Yeah, you asked me are you watching Nip Tuck and I said No, I'm watching a Geico commercial
1: Featuring John Who Stamos. did you think he
2: was on Nip Tuck?
1: I've never seen Nip Tuck.
2: Well, why would you think that was what it was? watching? <laughs> no, he's a,
1: he's like a, a svelte white guy in a suit. It just had a Nip Tuck look to me. I don't know.
2: Oh my god! I don't think you have any idea what Nip Tuck is like or about. I don't
1: think so. You used to have it on in the uh, like in the living room. I've back seen. A, in like the, I
2: have. Yeah, I wasn't a a religious watcher of it, but I've seen many of the episodes. That was a
1: long time ago. That's probably two thousand four or something, huh? Yeah, a long time. Yeah, that ago. show
2: is, is pretty old now.
1: Well, in this commercial, we see a woman, she's behind her laptop, and uh, she starts hearing the Geico announcer as he's talking about her and to her.
0: Gene, did you know Geico is now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's great. That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for, John Stamos to knit you a scarf?
1: She uh, laughs for a second, but then gets serious as she looks up across her laptop, and she sees that John Stamos is in a chair across from her, in her home office, and he's just completing knitting a scarf. I'll finish, Jane. Enjoy.
2: Thank you. I give. Stitch work is impeccable.
0: That's just a double fleck pattern with a reverse garter stitch. No big deal. Is your hair this soft? Softer. Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th.
2: I like this. This is one of the... Geico's doing a series of these now, so you've seen some of the other ones. There's ones with DJ Khaled...
1: Oh, I hate that one.
2: Right, he gives a pep talk. There's I mean, I one. hate DJ
1: Khaled anyway, but I also just think the premise of that commercial is off it's, by a tick.
2: It's off by a tick. It doesn't. It doesn't work that well for me. There's one with Adina Menzel where she sings. To a woman, and actually, that one kind of oh, does I don't make know me laugh. I've seen that one Oh Oh, I know that you have, but why don't you play that one?
1: Okay, let me find it here. Uh, now I have to spell Adina Menzel. I'm going to be like a John Travolta <laughs> here. Isn't this, Isn't
2: Lickety that wickedly talented?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he said, I can't remember. Okay, so it looks like this is the commercial here.
0: Tara, did you know Geico is now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? Wow. Okay. That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Adina Menzel to sing your own theme song? Tara, Tara, look at her go with a fresh cup of joe. Getting down to work early. Following her dreams into tax attorney.
2: Uh, Oh, it's tax
0: attorney. I read that wrong, oh yeah. (laughs) Geico. That's pretty good. I, I do like enjoy the I read
2: she that is
1: wickedly talented. Yeah, I
2: enjoy the I read that wrong. Oh, yeah. There's something that catches my ear about that one because she says following her dreams into tax attorney, which obviously it's supposed to be tax attorney, but following her dreams into tax attorney also doesn't make As sense.
1: As opposed to taxidermy is what she says, right?
2: Um, well, I think she says a termy.
1: Like a non-word?
2: Oh, I just heard it as a non-word, but fall in into tax if it was into tax attorney that doesn't make sense No, the writing is bad. Although
1: I do think the joke is uh, uh taxidermy. Oh, okay. Wouldn't that wouldn't that it, that makes a little bit more sense. It makes a
2: little bit more sense, but I still find the structuring of it confusing.
1: That's fresh
0: cup of joe getting down a work early, following our dreams into tax Okay, yeah, you're
2: right. That it's taxidermy.
1: Right, so it's not a made up word, but yeah, following her dreams into tax attorney. You're right. There's a that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah,
2: but I, I, you know what, I'll I don't mind. Like the I read that wrong. Oh yeah, it's pretty hilarious.
1: Um, I guess we'll do the DJ Khaled one. I've thought about this one a lot, actually. It's always kind of like in the back of my brain, it's always kind of making me a little bit angry. Okay. Again, I really don't like him that much. I think much, you need to
2: really uh clear no. some clear out some space in there.
1: No. I'm clinging under the things that are important.
0: We see a guy, he's brushing his teeth in the bathroom. Did you know Geico is now offering an extra fifteen percent credit on car and motorcycle policies? Okay. That's fifteen percent on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? DJ Khaled to be your motivational coach? <laughs> Yo, Devin, remember to brush in a circle motion. Thank you, DJ Khaled. Tiny circles, Devin. Do another one. Another
1: one. Is this good? Put in that word, Devin. Don't give up. Geico. Save an extra fee. I feel like the toothbrushing, like, why does it have to be toothbrushing? Couldn't it be something that actually you do need motivation to right. do?
2: Yeah, it's like, it, it does feel a little, um... It's off by a click. Yeah, it just doesn't really work for me, like, and, and I'm was, not a huge fan of DJ Khaled. Yeah, so. me
1: neither. And he's you know he's making fun of himself there. Yeah. He's playing you know to type there, and that's the joke. That's the joke. But um.
2: But anyway, I, I, as these go, I think the John State John Themos has been, uh, he has so so neatly figured out his place in the zeitgeist at mm-hmm. every moment, right? Like. He had a moment back when Full House was like, you know, primetime television where he was sort of a a quasi legitimate uh, leading man type, you know, Mm -hmm. but he has been so astute in how he has, like, figured out how to stay. I don't want to say relevant because he's not relevant, but how to how to stay how to stay paid. John Stamos knows how to get mm-hmm. paid,
1: and that's by playing John Stamos, and so mostly. by
2: playing John Stamos yeah. mostly, and
1: just acknowledging that he's kind of like he's, he's co- he he's was the certain, butt of a lot of jokes. Yes. Because that shows the butt of a lot of jokes, but it's also kind of unironically loved with a mask of irony. I think for an entire generation, I think it's a real comfort show for a lot of people. Yeah, I
2: think that's true. Um, he has really figured out how to
1: surf this wave of his career. And he's also like, he doesn't age. That doesn't He does look good. Yeah. Yeah. He does look good. Totes adorbs. Head council It's jingle time Hey, Veeves, we got a jingle. I see that. Yeah. to hear it? Yeah, I don't think I even have to set this up because she does a great job of setting up herself. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. It's Beth uh, calling from Western New York. Um, I was doing some deep cleaning today, and now I have a jingle for you. Mr. Clean gets rid of dirt and grime and grease in just a minute.
0: Mr. Clean is stronger longer because there's ultra power in him, Mr. Clean. All right. Have a great day, guys. Bye.
1: Short and sweet and great, right? So sweet. That is I, always great at that. Uh,
2: I love that.
1: Um, That's not
2: an easy jingle to get right. No,
1: it's not. I wonder how much you practice that. Um, let's see here. Let me see. I'm Oh, my gosh. I'm taking you to space. I guess so. That was a crazy sound. I didn't prepare uh, to play this because I made another mistake. I've made a lot of mistakes (laughs) in today's prep. Uh, But I'm clicking on a video here called Mr. Clean Intro Jingle from 1958. Sorry about that weird quality.
0: Oh, my gosh. Meet Mr. Clean, Dr. and Gamble's new all-purpose liquid cleaner. Mr. Clean gets rid of dirt and grime and in just a minute. Mr. Clean will clean your whole house and everything that's in it. Floors, doors, walls, halls, by right, sidewalls, tires and old golf balls. Think those off you'll do, he'll even help clean laundry too. Mr. Clean gets rid of dirt and grime and grease in just a minute. Mr. Clean will clean your whole house and everything that's in it. Can he clean a kitchen sink
2: quicker than a wink?
0: Can he clean a window sash? Faster than a flash Can he clean a dirty mirror? He'll make it bright and clearer. Can he clean a diamond ring? Mr. Clean cleans
1: anything Mr. Mr. Clean gets clean rid of dirt and garment Wow, this is an extended mix. Now, this is interesting. It looks like it's about two minutes long. And no joke, kind of, sort of in the context of what we were saying before about whether or not commercials annoy people now more than they used to. Well, my whole life, people complained about commercials. But I wonder if when television was so new, if commercials weren't as annoying because, like, the medium itself was just so exciting. So to see this cartoon and to have a whole song go along with it, I could see people singing it and not being annoyed by it.
2: Yeah, it's hard to place ourselves in that, in that era know what it was like and we know that you know there were things like don't squeeze the charmin and and all the you know all of the truly iconic communal experiences of commercials really did take place back in the mm-hmm. day when there was like you know there was the TV channel <laughs> you know yeah so right like um, yeah I mean it's it's interesting to think like maybe it was different back then and people didn't feel that I also think like our attention is so is such a commodity now in a way that it wouldn't have been. You know, 70, mm-hmm. 50, 70 years ago, whatever, that the opportunity to feel annoyed or bored mm-hmm. or, or distracted or whatever is just, we just understand that differently, I think, as a culture.
1: Let me see if this is a more modern version of that jingle. Mr. Clean gets tough on dirt and crime and grease in just a minute.
0: Mr. Clean will clean your whole house and every room that's in it. Floors, doors, walls, halls, face from so tough, he cleans all. Grimy tubs and tiles he'll do So your bathroom looks clean as new Mr. Clean is tough on, stuck on, stuff, Cleans kitchens in a minute Mr. Clean will clean your whole house And every room that's in it
1: This is a great ad So this is from 2016 and you see the, the I, It's the unfortunate animated Mr. Clean where he's in the uncanny valley And he's interacting with a bunch of uh, A bunch of real humans This is the one if you'll recall was ogled By a woman in oh, her I remember. home at one point And it gets very Sexual, yeah. Um, but uh, I gotta say, this does go to the strength of that original jingle. Jingles probably were better. Now they're almost made to annoy, yeah, because they'll get stuck in your head, like "Cars for Kids." But this is this song has the roots of a good song. I feel like,
2: and they even cut. They show a bunch of modern families, um, all kinds of different people doing cleaning: men, women, people of color, you know, young people, old people, whatever. Um, But then they cut to, at a certain point, a little snippet of him from that old black and white cartoon where Mm -hmm. there's just a a housewife type doing the cleaning. Yeah,
1: yeah. So anyway, also, again, let's let's not lose the thread here. Great job on that jingle bet.
2: Yes, great job.
0: You can sell anything. You can sell anything.
1: I can feel it in my bones that I annoyed the listeners today with a big mishmash of commercials that didn't have any connective tissue and me being generally Irritable, <laughs> and so uh, next week we have to have you put the show together. The listeners yeah, like so you I, better. It's I love not me a, trying to get out of work. I no, think we need some of that Genevieve magic back. I in the have show. not
2: done the show prep in a couple of weeks, uh, so it is my turn. And uh, I love a good theme, yeah. often at the expense of content. I will go, I'll go theme over content every time.
1: I'm really bummed that bowl, 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 or bowling didn't work out as a quiz. <laughs> so I really thought that I had something there, but you got this instead. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We did have a. Uh, some fun. Um, check us out on the Facebook group, which, by the way, have you been to the Facebook group recently?
2: Uh, yeah, fairly recently. It
1: looks like the format is all different I now. I told you
2: this last week. You told me
1: that you got a note saying it was going to change. Had it, you'd already seen it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Weirdly, though, I went to another Facebook group, and it was still the old school one. So I don't know if they're just like... Oh, that's a, strange. Every part of, a, of
2: my Facebook experience is Oh, really? Now. Well, yeah. yeah,
1: I'm also not logged in, so I might just be in cached pages or something. I don't I know what's going on. But you can join the Facebook group. Look for After These Messages show um, on Facebook. And also we have email.
2: After These Messages show at Gmail.
1: And voicemail, 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. You can leave us a jingle of your own. Please do. All right, talk to you guys next week. Rising, and you ain't Hoover, you suck like James Dyson. Google the devil, but I feel lucky. Extreme home makeover couldn't touch me. Backyards, kittens.